Hi, and welcome back to the O'Melveny Podcast. I'm Catalina Vergara, the hiring partner in our downtown LA office, and today I'm taking the mic from Ellen Burton, our firm-wide hiring partner in New York. During today's podcast, we'd like to talk to you about diversity and inclusion at O'Melveny, which is a topic we care really deeply about. It informs everything that we do, from recruiting the best and the brightest to providing really great client service. And uh, I know personally, but collectively, we strive to be a firm where all of our colleagues can enjoy a sense of belonging and feel empowered to contribute and to grow. So to help us talk about diversity and inclusion today, I've invited a few of my favorite colleagues to the table. And why don't you all take a minute to introduce yourselves? Hi, Catalina. Thanks for having me today. I'm Olivia Blair, and I'm part of the firm's talent development department. Um, I work specifically with our diversity and inclusion efforts. Um, I'm based in the Washington, D.C. office, although I work with all of our offices, um, and I've been with the firm for 10 years now. Great. Hi, Catalina. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, I'm Dan Franklin. I am a counsel in the New York office. I've been with the firm for approximately 12 years now, and I'm the head of the New York, D.C. LGBTQ Employee Network. Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley Menzies, and I am a third-year associate at the L.A. office. I am a member of the African-American Professionals Network, and I have only been here nine months, but uh, very excited to be here. Nine amazing months. Yes. <laughs> We've enjoyed every minute. And thank you to all of you, Olivia, Dan, and Ashley, for joining me today. I'm really interested to hear your perspectives as you're also involved with diversity and inclusion at the firm. And as you know, here at the firm, we think about diversity in terms of four strategic elements. So you've got the pipeline recruiting, which is near and dear to my heart as a hiring partner, retention, and then professional success. And we're going to talk about each of those today. And as I said, I'm just excited to hear your perspectives on each of them. So Olivia, let's maybe start with you because you are our resident expert as someone who is the diversity inclusion manager and so involved with our uh, pipeline program. So why don't you give us a brief overview of those pipeline programs and tell us why they're so important? Absolutely. So our pipeline programs really are the foundation of, you know, our diversity and inclusion efforts and what really is going to help ensure that we have long-term progress and success um, in this area. So we really put a lot of, you know, resources and time and energy into making sure that we're, um, you know, creating the deepest, strongest pipeline possible. Um, And that includes strengthening the pipeline for the legal profession generally. So we do a lot of work with scholarships for even students that are at the elementary, middle, and high school level, really encouraging students from um, underserved areas to continue their education and, of course, to consider law school. So for our law student pipeline, we start as students are really going into their first year. So even before they get to law school, we have a number of programs that we run that summer leading into a student's first year. Um, one of them is the Sponsors for Educational Opportunity Program, or also called SEO. Um, and that brings high potential diverse law students into law firms across the country to sort of experience what it's like to be a law student, a summer associate, and even an attorney at a firm. Our SEO interns are integrated fully into our summer program, so they're really working side by side um, in our summer program. They're going to social events, they're getting work assignments um, so that they have a chance to sort of understand what summers are working on and what our attorneys are working on. Um, with sort of the goal that they get access to 
an understanding of what it's going to be like as they go to law school and as they apply for summer associate positions. Um, and then most importantly, they get mentorship opportunities. So having a chance to, you know, meet other students that might be at the school that they're going to, to get to know our associates, councils, and partners, and to even start to think about what they want to practice. So it's just a really great opportunity for them to get a leg you know, leg up on what it's going to be like for them in the next few years. Um, you know, Olivia, one thing I want to mention about the SEO program, um, I've had the opportunity to work with a number of the uh, SEO uh, summer interns over the years. And, you know, they are ambitious, hardworking, you know, associates. And we certainly work to make sure they're going to have the opportunity to thrive here at the firm. And, you know, when you see where they've gone uh, in the future, I think, you know, you can see it really has paid off. And in fact, some of them have even come back to the firm as summer associates and eventually as, as associates as well. And I think that speaks to the richness of the experience they had while they were here. They chose to come back to the firm after, which I think is great. I think it's also worth noting, actually, you mentioned some of the scholarships we do for uh, elementary and, and high school students. We've actually had at least one associate who went through that program as well, who was an associate here in the New York office. So uh, I think that the impact of these programs on the students really shows with the results and if we have someone who's who's gone through those programs and come to the firm, I think that kind of really uh, speaks to how strong and positive an experience it was for them. Yeah, definitely. Another program that we sort of run over that pre-1L summer is that we offer scholarships for, um, again, high potential diverse students to attend a basically a prep course um, for academic success in law school. So there are courses that are hosted around the country um, by law professors that sort of introduce students to what it's going to be like when they're attending law school and how to effectively, you know, take notes or prepare outlines, um, prepare for exams effectively. Um, so those are normally courses that would, you know, students can pay to attend, but we provide scholarships for 10 students. Um, and then we also offer our SEO interns opportunity. Um, and this sort of ties in with something that O'Melveny is really trying to be very intentional of is really within our pipeline programs, taking a step back to look at all the opportunities we have and to figure out, you know, where can we match our existing candidates in our pipeline or relationships that we've built? How do we sort of match those two up so that you're able to deepen those relationships and provide really good support structure to candidates that you already have, you know, a relationship with. Um, and we have lots of, honestly, lots of pipeline programs. Those are just two examples. But, you know, we are really trying to, we're sort of calling it O'Melveny Edge, that we give candidates a real edge by giving them all these opportunities to um, strengthen their experience. Olivia, another program that I know is really important to our diversity efforts is the Coleman Fellowship. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So the Coleman Diversity Fellowship is named in honor of civil rights leader, former cabinet member, and longtime O'Melveny partner, Bill Coleman. It recognizes first-year law students who you know, really have a demonstrated commitment to diversity and inclusion um, for the firm and also for the broader legal community. Um, we offer these 1L students up to $10,000 towards their tuition and expenses, and we receive hundreds of resumes. We sort of have just wrapped up our recruiting process for our 1Ls that will join us in the summer 2020. But we receive hundreds of resumes from just the most amazing law students um, sharing their amazing experiences and what they're doing. We can't unfortunately give scholarships to everyone, but it's really an uplifting program that we do at the farm and really makes us feel, you know, like we have a bright future of leaders in the industry. So um, it's just another great example of how we're creating these support networks and these opportunities for diverse students at our firm and, again, in the legal profession. 
And you're right, Olivia, that we think about this really holistically. We have these separate programs, but they are designed to meet the same goal, which is, as you say, to give tools and support to um, great diverse candidates, either as they're thinking about law school and continuing their education or as they're entering law school. And some of those skills, you know, figuring out how to do an outline or how to take notes or that office hours are really important are things that if you don't have an attorney in your family, and um, that's not true of every diverse candidate, certainly, but for some, it certainly is the case. Uh, having a space where you can gain that information before you get to law school can be a real plus. So it is all good. And we appreciate all of your hard work in that space. When we think about pipeline, it starts before law school, certainly. But when we think about building our pipeline to have diverse candidates, diverse associates at the firm, recruiting is a huge part of that. And Ashley, I'm going to turn to you next because you've been so involved in recruiting and I so appreciate all of your work in that space. So tell us a little bit about your own experience and um, maybe how you see recruiting as connected to our goal of promoting diversity and inclusion at the firm. Absolutely. So I've really loved being involved in this space. I actually participated in Harvard's OCI, so the on-campus interviews, last year. And that was a great experience because I was able to talk to candidates about my experience at O'Melveny. And the firm did a really great job of choosing different associates with various backgrounds, diverse backgrounds, whether it be experience, interest, cultural background. And so if I couldn't answer a student's question, I could point to another associate in the hospitality suite and they could speak to that question, which was really great. And I know how important that is as a Black woman because there's just such a dearth of Black lawyers in big law in general. And so it's all always has been important to me to talk to other Black attorneys about their experience at a specific firm. And so before joining O'Melveny, I actually talked to two former Black associates, female associates, and they had wonderful things to say about the firm in general, about the commitment to diversity and inclusion, about their personal experience as Black women. And that really allayed all of my concerns and what was a big factor for why I came here. And I was so happy to actually be here and experience everything that they said. And so at OCI, I was able to relay my experience to other students. And some students actually asked me directly about the Black community at O'Melveny. And I was able to share with them um, everything from the African-American Professionals Network, the programming we're doing, as well as the community we're building together, our group text, our outings. So it's it's been wonderful. I think, you know, from my perspective, I'm a member of the O'Melveny Latino attorneys here in Southern California, and we have a, just a wealth of employee networks. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, I certainly find it very meaningful to share my experience with law students on, on the same kinds of issues that you described. And really to be honest with people, and I know that you've been honest with recruits, to talk about the community that we're building, to talk about how, you know, we need to be doing more, we need right. to be doing better. And, you know, we're all focused on that. So having those honest conversations, but being able to share your specific experience about, you know, how you feel a sense of community at the firm can be really, really valuable. And and Dan, I'm, I'm curious your perspective on this, as you've participated in recruiting, and I know that you are extremely active as well. What do you find most effective or meaningful? Um, I think there are a range of things. I think first and foremost, you know, a lot of the programs that Olivia mentioned, one key, they are 
great in terms of building a pipeline and encouraging high school students, college students, early law students, 1Ls and others, to, you know, to take advantage of what law school has to offer and encouraging their legal careers generally. But there's also a recruiting aspect to those as well. And what that really winds up being is introducing those individuals to the firm. It's not like we are just, you know, sending a check to some outside organization so they can run with it. We are showing ourselves, introducing ourselves to these, uh, to these high potential students. And that winds up helping our recruiting efforts because they've seen us, they know who we are, and that usually helps us. You know, it's uh, once folks have gotten to know us and, and, and see who we are and what we care about and understand our values, uh, they, they want to come back. And so I think that's actually a really strong aspect of our recruiting. And then on top of that, in terms of the, you know, once someone is in the interview room, you know, what I've found to be most effective is essentially being direct and open, you know, speaking not only about our strengths and the things we get right, and, and there's certainly a lot there, you know, awards and things like that, but also, you know, recognizing areas where we could still use some work. Uh, you know, there's always room for improvement. And I think that we we do our best to to achieve those. Um, but not, you know, trying to suggest to, to a candidate that everything here is, is always perfect. We've got work to do and, and we're trying to make it happen. So I think that honesty with candidates, it goes a long way. I also think that it makes a big difference. You mentioned the four strategic elements, pipeline, recruiting, retention, and professional success. Just as the pipeline helps recruiting, uh, retention and professional success also go directly back to our recruiting efforts. They're certainly you know, important in their own right. But it's helpful for candidates to see that if they choose OMM, uh, they'll be at a place where they really can thrive as so many others have. So I think basically everything that we do, even outside of the recruiting context, has the potential to, to impact and help us in our recruiting efforts. And that's, uh, I think, the hard work that we do in, under those other pillars all supports our recruiting efforts as well. And then one other, you know, for me personally, I found that one thing that can be effective and helpful in recruiting is is really sharing my own story. So I was recruited for O'Melveny at Lavender Law. I actually did not even bid for O'Melveny when I was doing my my OCI because I had never heard of O'Melveny. I didn't, I hadn't heard of any law firm, frankly. And then I went to Lavender Law, which, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically the big gay law conference every year. And there's a career fair, and most major law firms set up a table, and I stopped by the O'Melveny table, spoke to a few people there. Uh, I liked them. Apparently, they liked me and invited me for a callback. And after I had my a, a number of offers, actually, I, I took a similar path as Ashley did in terms of I, I went back and spoke to uh, different firms, including O'Melveny, about uh, what it was to be an out associate at the firm. I basically did my rainbow tour across different uh, law firms, <laughs> and uh, I, I enjoyed what, what I heard at O'Melveny. I enjoyed uh, what the associates and, and other attorneys there were telling me. And so I came, and then since I've been at the firm, it has opened a lot of doors for me, I think, in terms of having a, a built-in network and having a built-in community at the firm. Professionally as well, the firm nominated me for a uh, for the 40 Under 40 Award from the LGBT Bar Association back when I was under 40. And, and in other instances as well, I mean, it has been a, a great boon for me, I think, in my professional experience here at O'Melveny. And I love sharing that story with candidates. And I think it is a powerful story for them to hear. I agree with you completely, Dan. It really is all about community. And and I think you're exactly right that retention, professional success, all of that is so critical to creating that sense of community, which can then support our pipeline and our recruiting efforts. And and on that score, as as we've been discussing, you know, we work so hard at this. We have really honest conversations, not only with recruits, but internally 
I always say you can't be polite if you want to change things. You really have to talk about the issues. Right. Um, and we do that. Uh, and I think to our credit, firm leadership on down, uh, we, we have really open and honest conversations about these issues. And we're also willing to think outside of the box, which I think is important in shaking things up. Because for too many years, everyone in the legal industry has been saying that, you know, there are pipeline problems or we have, you know, we need to, our diversity numbers need to be better. But at a certain point, you have to try to tackle it from a different perspective. And one of the ways that we are trying to do that here at O'Melveny is by partnering with Pymetrics. And for the benefit of anyone who's listening who isn't familiar with Pymetrics, it's a company that uses what they call ethical AI to help de-bias recruiting. And it's used by Fortune 500 companies in their recruiting processes. We are the first law firm to use it, and we used it this past recruiting season for the first time. It's really interesting. It basically is a set of games that you play. They're behavior-based games. It's not a personality test. And the behavior-based games allow us to measure traits that are important to the success of lawyers. So things like effort, attention, uh, planning, flexibility, those sorts of things. And that's just a few of them. So Olivia, tell us, uh, because we rolled this out last year for the first time and because you've been on the front lines here with us on Pymetrics, how did students react and how do we plan to use Pymetrics going forward? So overall, I think the reaction we got. And we sent a survey out at the end of our um, summer associate recruiting process to get feedback from candidates generally about the recruiting process. Um, And this year we asked them about Pymetrics. So I think the feedback was overwhelmingly positive. I think more than anything, students recognize that this is our way of being innovative and really trying something, Um, having a real concrete way of showing that we're taking action to improve our hiring process and really open the funnel of candidates that are coming into our pipeline and, and um, able to interview with O'Melveny. So that was sort of the main theme that came through. It's just, you know, thank you for trying this. And then, you know, suggestions about what we could do better um, in terms of explaining, you know, it's a very technical thing. I think that's been one of the challenges is sort of trying to explain it technically without getting too into the weeds about it. So we're trying to find that happy balance between explaining you know, something that we ourselves are still kind of grappling with and how it works, um, but also, you know, giving people the information they want about how we're using the data um, and what it's really doing to help um, improve our recruiting outcome. I think another benefit of Pymetrics is, aside from the actual games and any, you know, results from them, is the conversations it sparks and recognizing that bias is an issue and it does impact the industry and we want to do something about it. And that's an important conversation to have. And Olivia, as you suggested, you know, Pymetrics, we're, we're still figuring that out. And, you know, this is one thing that we're trying uh, among others that we will continue to try in the future. Um, but I think it's it's good to be dis- discussing those and addressing these issues. Yeah, absolutely. Even internally, like with our partners and our associates council, it has been very much sort of a lightning rod. Like it really gets people talking about, you know, our recruiting process and what works and what doesn't. And we are an industry that is, you know, notoriously slow to change. So this is something that's a very kind of sharp turn um, for firms that really recruit pretty much the same way. There's not a lot of differentiation. So, you know, we're doing something bold and we know it comes with a mixed bag of reactions. But overall, I think our effort is commended. Um, Our big challenge now is, you know, figuring out how to use Pymetrics earlier in the recruiting process. Um, Last year, we used it for callback candidates. So we had sort of already made a number of decisions before we were using Pymetrics as a data point. 
um, which was a good first step. But now we're sort of trying to take a step back and figure out how do we use it earlier um, at the screening or callback or sorry, OCI interview step or when you're applying as a write-in. So that's sort of where we are with it right now. I think we have high hopes. Um, there's a lot of potential there for it really to have a big impact, not only at O'Malveny, but in our industry generally. Yeah. And just from my perspective as a hiring partner using it this past year and with our employment committee here in Los Angeles, it is a really helpful tool. And I agree with you completely, Olivia, that part of the effectiveness is in sparking conversations internally about bias, uh, implicit bias. But at the uh, hiring committee level, at the uh, employment committee level, it's just one tool that we use. So we're we're not using it as a screen in, screen out, but we use it as one additional data point as we evaluate candidates, uh, taking into account also their background, their resume, their experience, their uh, personal qualities, their experiences at law school, their transcripts, all of the pieces that go into the mix. But it it, it has been a really helpful innovation from my perspective, and I know that we're thinking also about how we might use it more broadly in the future, integrating it into 1L hiring and also into lateral hiring. So it's a work in progress, but you're right, it takes bold action sometimes to shake things up. So let's move on and talk about retention a bit because we've already alluded to this a number of times, but retention is really key. And we work so hard to recruit amazing people to the firm and want to make sure that once they're here, they are supported in the best way that they can be and that they can have really meaningful careers at O'Melveny. And on that score, we have a lot of great programs, but there is no magic potion here. There's no one program that can solve all issues. And what we found, and this is consistent with what we've been saying all along here on this podcast, is that transparency and communication are key. So we are always seeking feedback internally so that we can make sure that we're focusing on the issues and the programs that are most important to the members of our community, including our diverse colleagues. And we do that through engagement surveys. We have upward reviews that are very helpful in providing feedback. Our Associate and Council, uh, Associate and Council Advisory Council, the ACAC, is very active and uh, very effective in providing feedback to partners and to firm leadership on the issues that deserve attention. And then we also engage with our employee networks. And in my opinion, the employee networks is one of the best tools that we have for creating and sustaining community, a sense of community at the firm, and ultimately enhancing retention at the firm. So Dan, let's get your thoughts on this because you've been a long-term member of the LGBTQ employee network in New York and DC. And I appreciate your thoughts on how having these kinds of networks supports retention and professional success at the firm? Sure. Uh, I think I'll just start off by sort of explaining what the network is, how it works. Uh, certainly, each employee network is different. I can tell you for the LGBTQ group of, of New York and D.C., you know, we work to promote the radical gay agenda here at our respective offices, but we are one of, of several different employee networks. And, and they are one great thing about them. I think my favorite thing about them is the extent to which they really are member led. So depending upon what is of interest or, or what concerns members are having, you know, that may impact our focus from year to year. 
But there, we do a whole range of activities, everything from having social events, uh, doing pro bono projects together. Uh, we also work with firm leadership to make sure that they're uh, aware of any concerns or and also share appreciations of things that we think the firm is doing right. Uh, we also work to raise awareness of, of key issues, uh, even here in the office. So just you know, some specific examples that come to mind. Uh, occasionally, we have blood drives here in the New York office, which is great and really important. At the same time, uh, as you may or may not be aware, there's effectively a a gay blood ban that's instituted because of, of policies set by uh, the Red Cross and others. Uh, so whenever we have these blood drives, we use that as an opportunity to make sure that folks are aware of them and you know encourage everyone to give blood. That's excellent, but also be aware of some of the issues associated with that. Similarly, when uh, the firm or the office or different groups are you know, looking to work or, or with or make donations to different charities, uh, if there are charities that sometimes have problematic positions on LGBTQ issues. We want to make sure they're aware of that as they make their selection. On top of that, I think it's a really key networking opportunity and, and support network for, for our members. We have, you know, especially for someone who's new to the firm, either as a junior associate or as a lateral, uh, they come in and there's immediately, uh, you know, a coterie of colleagues who are, are there to, uh, you know, help them out as they're, as they're finding their way in the office. Uh, I know for me that was a big help, and and even when I would go to other offices outside of New York, uh, I knew that there was a network there that I could reach out to and say, hey, you know, I'm I'm here in town for a few days. Uh, I haven't worked with you. I don't know you, but I'd love to go grab coffee. And through that alone, uh, I've really kind of uh, had an opportunity to get to know and have friends in offices all throughout the country. And so actually currently in, in my role leading the New York and DC groups, uh, whenever there's you know members from other offices groups that come to New York, I try to show them the same hospitality their offices showed to me, again, to just sort of create and build that network. Can you talk a little bit about the Broadway Backwards event and also how you've integrated summer associates or how you've, I know you do a really great job of hosting events over the summer. So can you chat a little bit about that? Uh, sure thing. Uh, so Broadway Backwards actually is a fundraiser here in New York. Uh, it is a fundraiser to support Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS. Uh, and basically they have Broadway actors and actresses uh, who do essentially a cabaret with men singing women's parts and women singing men's parts. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. And we actually use it as a, a client event. So as opposed to just kind of the more traditional, you know, dinners or golf events or things like that, uh, we invite clients to come and celebrate Broadway. Uh, and so we have a pre-reception here at the office. And uh, it's uh, been a lot of fun for, for those of us who've had the opportunity to go. Uh, everyone is encouraged to invite clients, uh, potential clients. Uh, and I think it demonstrates outwardly the firm, you know, we are taking a public stance and saying, hey, we support this. Uh, we are supporting the, the fight against AIDS and everyone's having fun at the same time. So I think it's, it's, a, it's a great event. In terms of for the summers, uh, we definitely want to make sure that all the summer associates are aware that we are there as a group and we'd you know, love to have them join. We are open to everyone, uh, LGBTQ individuals as well as allies. Uh, so depending on the year, we've done a number of different events. For the last couple of years, we've had an event at uh, Marie's Crisis, which is a local piano bar where they only play show tunes. And uh, it winds up being a, a great opportunity just to kind of get to know who we are. So anyone who comes to the farm knows that there's a group there that's that's be happy to have them as a member when they come. And Catalina, your question originally was about retention. Uh, I think that having this sort of network, having this group that's there to uh, to work with you and that you can kind of help create going forward really makes time at the firm more than just a, a job. You realize, you know, you're not here alone. They're, you know, working at, at a law firm job. It's hard. It's demanding. 
but it winds up being much more doable if you know that you're, you're not alone. And so uh, the extra camaraderie you get through, through the employee networks can be incredibly helpful. And at the same time, knowing that you have the firm support to uh, do great things or even just, you know, have a, a, a nice happy hour is, is always appreciated. I should also actually just give a quick appreciation specifically to you, Olivia, because I can tell you every time that we wanted to do an event or, you know, be anything from a happy hour to uh, uh, support a local nonprofit, uh, I've reached out to Olivia and said, hey, you know, can we have uh, funding for XYZ? And the answer has always been yes. So that always helps and is is much appreciated. So thank you, Olivia. (laughs) Of course. Absolutely. And I have to tell you that Marie's crisis event would be enough to keep me at a firm forever. So <laughs> sounds amazing. I'll sure. take you there next time you're in town. Oh my gosh. I I am trying to figure out how I can muscle my way onto the um, LGBTQ uh, New York and DC listservs that I can get invited <laughs> to all these fabulous events. <laughs> it sounds really great. And um, we should note that you know our employee networks really do span the spectrum. Uh, Dan, as you described, they are grassroots. Anyone can form one. We have a very active LGBTQ employee network here in Los Angeles, both in Century City and in LA, and also in Newport. But we have, as I think I've mentioned already, Latino groups. Ashley's going to talk in a minute about our African American groups and her experience here in LA. Um, we've got Muslim attorneys who've started an employee network. We've got Jewish attorneys. We've, they really just span the spectrum and um, are really wonderful and help add to the fabric of the firm. It's really great. So, Ashley, tell us about your experience because you're a really active member of AAP, which is the African American Professionals Network here in Los Angeles. Absolutely. So I was immediately welcomed, and I'll probably echo a lot of what Dan said because community is so important and for retention, and I completely agree. And I think that was wonderful that the first day I met with someone from the AAP and she told me about the program and told, and within that first month, I was at my first meeting and they were listening to my different ideas about how we can come up with different programs, how we can recruit diverse candidates. So it was really wonderful. And just to have that community and social events, um, I'd like to highlight a few of the events that we actually did last year, which are really great. So Black History Month, we actually had the Michelle Obama Library Charitable Book Drive. And we did this to build the African-American literature within that library. So the library is in Long Beach, and that is a predominantly Black community. And in that library, there actually weren't that many books by Black authors or about Black people. And so O'Melveny was great in its efforts. So many people contributed to this book drive, and it was a huge success. And the community was very happy with it. And so that was a wonderful event. And also for Black History Month, we had historical spotlight emails that members wrote. And we talked about lesser-known figures from the 1800s to present day. And that was a really great event. And we also, to uh, go a little bit back to just recruiting, we do a lot in our summer with the summer associate program. And so we have a big summer barbecue where we invite the associates from the Century City office and the LA office to an attorney's home. And so that was a great event last year. We also uh, took everyone to the famous Laugh Factory in Hollywood, where they have lots of very famous, hilarious comedians, and they actually feature African-American comedians on Sundays. And so we took the summer associates there as well. And that was a fun event. And also with regard to recruiting, because we do a lot of local work with some of the schools like UCLA and USC, we're unable to always reach the schools on the East Coast. And so we actually sent care packages to Harvard, Yale, 
Howard and Stanford during the finals period. And the students were really grateful for that uh, as well. That is so amazing. Yeah, I mean, just hearing everyone talk about this, and I just know this to be true from my own experience, we do so much in this area. And um, it, it really takes a village and everyone contributes in some way, whether it's being involved in employee networks, uh, being involved in recruiting and our pipeline efforts. But I think we all know that all of that work won't get us very far if we're not giving associates, once they get here, real meaningful professional experiences. Because the best way to ensure that we are focusing on retention is to make sure that we're supporting and promoting professional success. And and that's the last piece of our diversity strategy. And, and Olivia, I know we do a lot in this area. We've got the Diversity and Inclusion Academy, which is a, a retreat. We have so many mentoring programs. We provide implicit bias training. There's so many different facets of this. And I'm just wondering from your perspective, what are we doing to help our diverse attorneys find professional success at the firm? So I think this is a pretty complex question. I, I really think it comes down to you know, relationships and really looking at each individual attorney as their own entity and understanding, you know, each individual's needs um, and priorities. We try to do a good job of making sure that folks don't feel like we have sort of a set box or a set curriculum that we, you know, have to follow for our diversity inclusion program. So it's really, um, one, we're adaptive, we get a lot of feedback, so we're constantly making adjustments or trying things. And then if it doesn't work, we sort of learn from that um, and try something else. But I think most importantly is we're really big on two-way communication. Um, you touched on this earlier, Catalina, about things like engagement surveys and upward reviews. Um, we really try to get real-time feedback and understand what's working and what isn't um, and build on that. But furthermore, just giving our attorneys an opportunity to voice what they need. And that a lot of times comes through the employee networks, but it also just comes from pretty much anyone within our talent development team or our partners, just sort of having those conversations and really being open to having, you know, some difficult conversations. I think we are all prone to sort of sugarcoating things, but we, you know, just within the last 18 months, we had a communication training that really focused on, okay, how do you have difficult conversations and how do you give feedback, especially when it's someone that's different than you and you might not feel comfortable. So, you know, I think we Every year it's a little bit different, but we do try to keep pushing things forward. We try to be innovative even, you know, internally with what we're doing. One note, I mean, I think in addition to all of these great programs that you guys do, these fit well with, with the firm culture overall. So there's constantly informal discussions, conversations, and efforts being made. So, I mean, you have uh, essentially a multifaceted approach, both kind of at the, you know, more formal, this is a program, this is a presentation, this is a, you know, a, a month-long project, whatever the case may be. And then just also kind of everyone's continued efforts to make this a better place. And that's so important. And Ashley, have you felt that in your own experience since you've been at the firm? And I know you've been here for nine months, you lateraled over nine months ago, but have you felt in your own experience that um, you're supported in the development of your professional success? Definitely. So actually next week, I'll be in a deposition with two partners who have been here for 30 years. So I think that it's really nice to be such a young associate and get opportunities. I've gone to lots of witness interviews. I feel like I can just hop into a partner's office and talk to them about the case that I'm working on. So I feel very supported. I don't feel like there's that much of a hierarchy. I still, you know, will print out the partners, whatever they need. Yes, right. <laughs> I'll bring it to the office for the meeting and make sure I highlight things for them, you know. But I think that I feel very supported and I'm getting really cool opportunities. 
it's great to do that, especially as a junior associate. And Dan, has that been your experience too? Absolutely. I think I've had um, incredible opportunities from from day one. I mean, I took my first deposition as, as a first year associate. Uh, I was, you know, attending discovery conferences and arguing motions uh, within my first you know, probably three to five years at the firm. And and I think I have certainly worked hard for my teams and shown my own capabilities, but that's been greatly rewarded by the folks that I work with who then trusted me with more responsibility. And then I certainly do what I can to make sure to provide that same benefit to the more junior attorneys that I work with so that they can also professionally grow in uh, as attorneys. And uh, give, I want to make sure they have the opportunities that, that they want. Yeah. And and Dan, I think you're right. I mean, it comes down to not only programs, and we have a wealth of programs, really important, targeted, strategic, well-thought-out programs that are supported by Olivia and others, but also to being invested in each other's careers. And that certainly has been my experience since I came to the firm in 2004, which is 100 years ago. But I have felt supported along the way by everyone that I have worked with. And I've learned from really amazing litigators and feel really privileged that I've gotten to to learn from them. So um, that's a huge part of this too, because it doesn't serve anyone if we are focusing on recruiting and bringing to the firm a diverse set of colleagues if um, we lose the diversity along the way. And I think we're all focused on that. So Well, I know we could talk about these issues forever, but we probably need to get back to work. (laughs) So I want to thank you all so much for joining me today. It really has been a pleasure to talk to each of you. And I also want to thank our listeners for joining. Thanks for uh, listening in to another episode of the O'Melveny podcast, and we will catch you next time.